war never changes. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. Too many humans, not enough space or resources to go around. The details are trivial and pointless. The reasons, as always, purely human ones. The Earth was nearly wiped clean of life. A great cleansing, an atomic spark struck by human hands, quickly raged out of control. Spears of nuclear fire rained from the skies. Continents were swallowed in flames and fell beneath the boiling oceans. Humanity was almost extinguished, their spirits becoming part of the background radiation that blanketed the Earth. A quiet darkness fell across the planet, lasting many years. Few survived the devastation. Some had been fortunate enough to reach safety, taking shelter in great underground vaults. When the great darkness passed, these vaults opened, and their inhabitants emerged to begin their lives again. One of the northern tribes claims they are descended from one such vault. They hold that their founder and ancestor, one known as the Vault Dweller, once saved the world from a great evil. According to their legend, this evil arose in the far south. It corrupted all it touched, twisting men inside, turning them into beasts. Only through the bravery of this Vault Dweller was the evil destroyed. But in so doing, he lost many of his friends and suffered greatly, sacrificing much of himself to save the world. When at last he returned to the home he had fought so hard to protect, he was cast out, exiled. In confronting that which they feared, he had become something else in their eyes and no longer their champion. Forsaken by his people, he strode into the wasteland. He traveled far to the north until he came to the great canyons. There he founded a small village, Arroyo, where he lived out the rest of his years. And so for a generation since its founding, Arroyo has lived in peace, its canyons sheltering it from the outside world. It is home, your home. But the scars left by the war have not yet healed, and the earth has not forgotten. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. War. War never changes. I'm Neil Cordray. I'm joined this week by... The radioactive Ben Reader. And special guest star... Ethan Cordray of the Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast. At www.technicaldifficultiespod.com. And he's also my brother. Yeah, so I am. If you couldn't tell that from the fact that our voices sound virtually identical on the microphone. Oh my god, yes. This will be interesting. We'll be like, is Neil having a conversation with himself? And given how much I've had to drink tonight, that's not entirely surprising. Right. Oh, and normally we ask what Neil is drinking tonight, but we're at VisionCon, and... Sometimes referred to as Blurred VisionCon. <laughs> blurred VisionCon, yeah, tonight is Blurred VisionCon, because <laughs> we have been to the Mojo Tasting Party... So what are we drinking tonight, Neil? Uh, tonight we are drinking, um, I'm calling it a Mute Fruit Fizz. Um, uh, yes, technically anyone who's listening, Mute Fruit was actually first named in Fallout 3. I claim because the models are very similar that the fruit from that the fruit that just was called Fruit in Fallout 2 was intended to be Mute Fruit, but they hadn't come up with a name for it yet. Um, before that, um, so... 
Well, we're actually drinking because you can't really get mute fruit out here in the non-waste. Uh, we are drinking a, we are all of us drinking a slow gin fizz. Well, actually, we each have our own slow gin fizz, I should say. Right, not the same one. Yeah, we get, you can't get a mute fruit fizz out here because there are, you know, regulations regarding how much radiation you can yeah. put into a, into uh, your your produce. Yeah, yeah, if you go across the the border to Arkansas to get that. <laughs> <laughs> before before we got to this, oh, we were at the Mojo tasting party. Um, VisionCon has a uh, to to dig- to do the hopefully only digression from the actual um, topic at hand tonight because we have been told <laughs> we have been told that, that we digress too often, especially on 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 the Fallout episodes. But this we need to set the stage slightly for. Why I am slurring my words, and why we may be digressing even more than normal. Right. <laughs> but we're going to try and keep it on. Um, time. At VisionCon, there is uh, there are the Mojo Brothers and the Mojo Party. Mojo is a drink that uh, is commonly um, saluted with quick before it eats through the glass. It's for the cup, yeah. Cup, glass, what have you? Well, they used to serve in Dixie cups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is now we we just went to a tasting, which is small little like not even quite shots. Yeah, not even shots. of mm-hmm. things. But uh, you drink a glass of any of 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 uh, what we of the mojos we had there that tonight, you will get sloppy drunk and in a hurry. Yeah. Because it you will not notice how much alcohol you are imbibing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is this is some good alcohol. <laughs> uh, to uh, yeah, well, it's good. It, it's good for getting sloppy drunk at the very least. At the very least. Um, we had like what? We we're we're not sure whether there were eight or nine flavors that we tried. We distinctly recall eight. We we, we feel recall. like there ought to have been a nine. The possibility of a nine. A nine that was made that may have been unnamed. Um. So we had regular mojo. Um, mojo. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. not going to try to describe them all. Um, come to Vision Con, try them. It's worth yeah. it. Uh, we had the Rusty Bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the Orion Slut. Now, the reason it's called the Orion Slut is because it's a little tart. Right. And bright green. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we had the Friar's Meat. That's the ninth uh, one. That was the ninth one. The Friar's <laughs> Meat. And it was so good, too. Yes, it was yes. very, very good. Super good. Um, um, thank yeah. you, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. that moment of clarity, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, so we had Friar's Mead, we had Romulan Ale, had Deception, we had Deception, we had Blue Mojo, which is a lot like regular Mojo except it's blue and coconutty. Um, we had Blindness. Blindness. Now, Blindness was the one with the with the grape one, right? Um, no, no, Deception. Deception's the one with the grape one. Blindness. Was uh, just a mixture of fruit punch and Everclear. Yeah, yeah, that um, killed it. Yeah, deception was. Deception, deception will, will sneak up on you hard. Yeah. Um, you discovered something about really tart fruit yeah. juices and alcohol. <laughs> and then the last drink we had was uh, was hot mixed in front of us, uh, which was called the Rigger's Toddy, which. Which a lot of people complained didn't have enough booze in it, and I thought was perfect. Those people yeah. were wrong. Um, it was a great Rigger's, yeah, Those people then, were yeah. dead wrong. Yeah, there were there were a lot of there were not a lot of complaints that I saw, but yeah, the Rigger's toddy. There, were, there is, were a couple loud complaints. Yeah, and the Rigger's toddy is part of um, is something inspired. Some 
Uh, leave some for me. I want some more too. The, the Rigger's Toddy is a drink inspired by a book that um, Mojo George and myself uh, wrote or are writing. Um, so that was kind of fun. And now we're back. Out of the matter at hand. Yes. War never changes. Fallout 2, two. is where, yeah. where we are. Um, and a legitimate complaint that was leveled against us was that we talked way too, we didn't talk nearly enough about Fallout 1 during the Fallout 1 episode. That's right, and I was the one who lodged that complaint, so... You were not the only if, one. If we do the same thing, this, it's just blame me. It's all your fault, Ethan. That's right, everybody gets to now blame Ethan for everything for this episode. Forever. Direct, direct all complaints to Ethan, all compliments to me. So, Fallout 2. Fallout 2. Uh, this is a game that I can talk about ad nauseum, as evidenced by the fact that I kept talking about it during the Fallout 1 episode. Uh, <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing that I, I... Why I forgive you for that somewhat in the Fallout 1. Because Fallout 2... Of, I mean, of, of the Fallout games, Fallout 1 and 2 are very similar to each other. Yes. It's before they went first person. They're both isometric. They both use the same game engine, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and Fallout, Fallout 2 is, is primarily just way more of the same. Like, it's structured very similarly. It's 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 it, it's gameplay is, is just kind of a developed version of the same stuff. Yeah. Thing is, is Fallout 2 improves on everything that Fallout 1 got. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, music, better. Mm-hmm. Uh, music is an, it's an entire... I don't want to set the world on fire. <laughs> Now this is a this is a yeah this is a parody of the music in Fallout Two. I thought that was a pretty good impression. You're drunk. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been drinking, not drunk. I don't think any of us is really drunk. No, I don't think well, I'm. You'd be the judge of that, Internet. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good impression. So it was actually it was pretty good, but you know, the the you mandatory give shit. giving a crap yes has to be done. Um, but it had one of my favorites. Even to now, um, musical uh, musical pieces. When you get the car and oh, you yeah. are driving. Oh yeah, the highwayman. Yeah, and, and when you're driving across the desert, um, you look that up. Fallout Two car music. I think it's like we are going to get copyright strikes on this one, man. Um, and I will say it's fair use and Bethesda. Well, I, what I'm wanting to do is give give the guy who did that who, who did that fair props. Yeah. My Chrysalis Highwayman, world map with car. Yeah. Who did that? Does it say who wrote it? Uh, find out here. HDT, Volunteer Curvy Man. By the way, the Slow Gin Fizz has probably become just my favorite cocktail in general, which is why we're drinking them tonight. <laughs> On a computer speaker, everybody. <laughs> Is that the one you remember? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. See, and that, I think, really set a lot of the All tone right. for New Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is... that is And the there's digression number one. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, you're right. Well, the thing is, is, you set a lot of... You lay a lot of the foundation... One... Yeah. All the Fallout games lay foundations for, for the each rest other. Of, yeah, for, the, for the because Fallout. in Fallout, okay, so Fallout Two starts based on the foundation from the end of Fallout One, uh-huh. 
which is the Lone Wonder getting sent out into the wastes, yeah. and he finds founds his own tribe. Canonically speaking, um, the Lone Wanderer is male mm-hmm. because Ron Perlman says he. Right. That is the only thing that makes it canonically male. Right. Um, the statue is also t- in uh, in NCR is also male, but and this the plaque does the plaque says, says that it, no one can really tell or remember. Right. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it, going you know starting from that, um, the you know the Lone Wanderer has started his own tribe, and you are one of his descendants. Yep. This is also the game that introduced the MacGuffin of Fallout of a pretty of nearly all Fallout going forward. The Gek. Gek. Garden of the Eden. Garden of Eden Creation, Creation Kit. Kit. Yes. Uh, it is in Fallout Three. It is mentioned a couple times in New Vegas. In New Vegas, but it's not. Yeah, it's not a. Um, it's not something you can get, but it's mentioned. Yeah. Uh, it's also mentioned a couple times in Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a big it's deal. Ha- yeah. Well, it is kind of it. it it's a big deal, bro. Oh, so, uh, by the way, it was Mark Morgan who composed all the soundtrack for Fallout 2 and Fallout 1. Mark Morgan, you rock. The uh, soundtrack is, in fact, uh, like, purchasable. I might have to buy that. Yeah, that is... Fault Archives is the name of the album. Fault Archives. Compilation of all the ambient scores composed for Fallout and Fallout 2. So... Download now. To the internet, yeah. Well, um, download by. Or, or maybe not, because it looks like, I don't know, this is out-of-date information. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look it up. But anyways, so you start this one in, you know, in the tribe, mm-hmm. and there's so many there's so many little side quests you can pick up there. Yeah. You get the sharpening stone, you get the sharpened spear. Yeah, the, and f- the sharpened spear is really freaking important, because... You don't get a gun to start in this one, everybody. Yeah. It gives you a really interesting, uh, different feel from the beginning of Fallout 1. Because Fallout 1, it's like you're going from this, like, civilized place, this vault. Right. High technology, secure life. Your life up, here, up till now has been technologically enhanced and secure. Right. Whereas, at the beginning of Fallout 2, you've been living as a... Primitive tribal. tribesmen in the desert. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you start with a spear, and you're lucky to have one that's sharp. Yeah. <laughs> one that has been sharpened with flint. Yeah. Now you you're do end up, like, you like do end up getting the pit boy and the vault suit. Yeah, which eventually. are which are yeah after the which are sacred artifacts of your t- of yeah, tribe. Which yeah. are the actual initial um, the initial. Uh, Equipment. Uh, what's what? What, would he, what was he called? Referred to in the uh, chosen one. No, no, chosen one is is Fallout Two. The Fallout One it was the, the, the vault yeah the vault dweller. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They were the original vault dwellers. So you were wearing thirteen again. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and and then your job is to go out and save the tribe by getting a Garden of Creation kit, Eden Creation kit because the world is going to die. Uh, the tribe is the tribe is dying out is drying out and. And, <coughs> and we are all going to die. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Fallout 2 varied from Fallout 1 and all of the Fallout games with the introduction of money. Right. I think they decided to try to maybe get... I, 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 my theory, I think, is that they were trying to develop the idea with bottle caps as was in the first one. They're like, it's kind of this primitive currency. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why they went to like actually actual money money in the second one was to try to have this sense that that 
conversation had, had developed a little bit. Right. Somebody had introduced real coinage. I'm, I'm not I sure. like that they went back to bottle cap yeah. because that's way more flavorful. That's what that's what people remember. Well, and um, I didn't dislike, but I didn't like dislike them being on, on dollars. Right. On the coinage. Thing, on coinage, yeah. The thing is, is that they went, they, they introduced different variations because you had the you had the the, the coins. Uh-huh. You had the Redding pay script. Then you had the pay script. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Uh, but you did not have bottle caps. Bottle caps were absolutely worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you could get them. You could get them. You can get up to ten thousand bottle caps yeah, in uh, in, in, the, in um, where we first meet Marcus. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Broken Hills. Broken Hills. Um, um, the game also had way more talking heads. Yes. Which is really cool. Uh, who did? I'm I'm, I'm wanting to say it was like. Dorn. Michael Dorm. Oh yeah. Did uh, did yeah. Marcus? Everybody. Worf. Yeah. Was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was Marcus, Marcus the super mutant? Yeah. yeah. And then um, who yeah, also yeah. appears in New Vegas? There's digression number two. Uh, well, no, oh, does he? Cool. Yeah. No, I mean th- these are these are things that you know the the these are the descent you know the lines that yeah. fire off from this, but um, I bet that's an ironing board. That's a real digression right there. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're in a hotel room. <laughs> we're in a hotel room. Gone. Um, That's why so, the acoustics are so much better. <laughs> yeah, this room's smaller. Um, <laughs> but um, so the other thing, um, you know, you have the all the all the things in, that you can do in you know, in your village um, because you can also go and find the the plants. Yeah, the spore plants. Right. And the, if you uh, kill them, Hakun will give you more healing powder, and healing powder is super important at the beginning of the game because stim packs are expensive. Yes. <sighs> healing and powder works just like a stim pack; it just gives you minus one perception for a while. Because yeah, <laughs> it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and come to find out, stim packs later on, you find out stim packs are made with the same thing. Yeah, they're made right. with rock flower and xander root. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, um, you can also collect Brock Flower and Xander Root and take it back to Hakun. He'll make you more, <laughs> but um, don't no go. Just don't bother. Yeah, After, but um, it, it's too much of a drive back to Arroyo. Yeah, even when you have the car, it's too much of a drive back to Arroyo because you still have to worry about fuel. Yeah, and that's microfusion cells, and those aren't cheap, man. Right, exactly. Those are ammo, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. Well, then I then you, uh, you find the crashed vertebrae. <laughs> Yeah. Your first indication that there's a bigger world out there. Crash Vertebrate isn't until you hit in, until you hit um, Klamath. Is it Klamath? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's in Klamath. Yeah, um, it's been a while. It's been a minute since I played Fallout. Well, I may, I might be able to tell you every single possible ending to the game. We should probably like talk a little bit about our own like experience with it, just as like context here. Yeah. That's probably a good um, idea. Because that's really different from the three of us. Yeah. Um, so, I will go last. Okay, sure. I'll go first. <laughs> I volunteer. <laughs> you volunteer, sure. It's very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So, um, I've Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 are the only Fallout games I've played. I haven't played the later Fallout games. Uh, They're good. I, I know. I'm, I'm, it's not like I've decided for good reasons to not play them or everything. Um, I went through a long period of time when I basically was not playing new computer games. Right. I'm still sort of doing that. Um, I mostly play older stuff. I, I mean, that would be the perfect time for me to go back and play Fallout 3 uh, in New Vegas. Because uh, they're old enough now? Should, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I actually never completed Fallout 2. Um, 
I got to the oil uh, tanker like a couple of times, and it, for just for whatever reasons, I just quit playing at that point. It can um, start to drag there if you if you don't know what you're doing. Well, I, it was mostly just like I just got to the point where I I got distracted by something else. It's a much longer game than Fallout One is. There's more. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. And in games like Fallout and Fallout Two, I tend to get a bit completionist about things and just like want to kind of do everything. Yeah. Uh, which I can can sometimes wear me out before you get to the end of the game, which is what happened with Fallout Two for me. A couple of times I played through it. I played through all Fallout One. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but never quite completed Fallout Two. So, mm-hmm. so I played through Fallout Two more times than I played through Fallout One. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Fallout Two was um, well. I mean, I played Fallout One when it was when it was new, mm-hmm. and it was something I could play on my PC that wasn't you know a fighting game. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, it was it was a building on everything that I liked about about it. So I just I fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, there's I don't even know was was um, was Fallout One or Two even on anything other than PC? Uh huh. Um, Fallout One and Two, no, they were totally PC. I games. believe yeah. they were pure PC. You can't yeah. play about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can now with. The right jailbreaking and hacks. Well, yeah. But yeah, Fallout Two was one of those games that would just engross me for hours. You know, mm-hmm. finding the world. You know, learning about it. Um, and it was. I always. I always played with the uh, the wild wastelands perk. That that wasn't until New Vegas. Mm-hmm. No, just Wild Wake. No, just you had special encounters in Fallout Two. Okay, you just yeah, because I was I was loved those. You always have to go game. looking yeah. for the special. Yeah, I liked that there were special encounters in Fallout Two. Yeah, I and that was why I liked the Wild Wastelands perk so much in, in New Vegas because yeah. hey, it's special encounters all over mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah, because I love finding you know Indiana Jones in the in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the yeah, um, that that's New Vegas as well. You know, I thought you found him in. Hap- refrigerator? No, you found. Uh, okay, uh, special encounters. I'll, I'll I will jump on you now. Oh, awesome! Do it. Um, because uh, I have a list of them here right now, so I can see how accurate you are. Okay, special <laughs> encounters. You have the toxic wake stump with all the fire geckos. You have the pariah dog. You have, uh, you have the, the Tardis. Uh, Tardis is in Fallout One. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the bridge keeper from uh, from Monty Python. You have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the Knights of the Round. You can actually find Sir Arthur in the Knights of the Round Table looking for the Holy Hand Grenade. Um, did I mention the Pariah Dog yet? Yeah, you did. Okay. There's a um, Toxic Waste Dump. You got it. What? I said there's a Toxic Waste Dump, yes. Yeah. With the Fire Geckos. Remember that one? Fire Geckos. Um, there's the, uh, there is the Mad Brahmin, which are Brahmin that walk up to you and explode for crap tons of friggin' damage. Um... There is the Cafe of Broken Dreams, where you get dog meat. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only six I can think of. What am I missing, Ethan? Okay, so let's just go through them. I'm gonna. There's a. There's one where you have unwashed villagers hunting a spammer. Oh yeah, I remember that one. It's apparently, an in joke about uh, about uh, internet flame wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a toxic waste dump. You got that one. Mm-hmm. You have the Tin Woodsman. I forgot about the Tin Woodsman. So that's two I missed. Um, 
You have the remains of a whale. I remember this one. Oh, oh yeah, that's where you find the bowl of petunias. Yes, it's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. For those of you who are not familiar with it, but if you are, if you are, you know exactly what that's from. Yes, you um, do. You got the the guy bar- guarding the bridge. Right. <laughs> uh. You have the surviving pariah dog. You got that. Freaking pariah dog. You, you have King Arthur's knights fighting a rat. The Vorpal rat. The Vorpal rat, yes. <laughs> and in a uh, thing I will also mention, um, they they um, quickly mentioned the Fallout Restoration, Fallout Two Restoration Pack. Uh-huh. Um, there was supposed to be a cave behind the Vorpal rat where you could go in and actually get the holy hand, hand grenade of Antioch. Right. Yeah, there's, yeah. Um, there's, it got dummied out, but it got entered. It got re, re, uh, re-entered by the by Killapp's Fallout Two Restoration Pack, which I highly recommend. We should probably talk about that a little more in depth a little bit later on. Yeah, we'll get to it in a bit. But uh, so you got the the uh, knights fighting the rat. You also have the knights looking for the Holy High Grade. So there's two oh, King okay. Arthur's knights. You got the herd of Brahmin, the ones with the uh, the ones with the uh, that attack you. And explode. It freaking explode. Yeah, and pretty much just murder you if you don't know what you're at, what's what's going. They're on. real rough because there's a normal like encounter. It's just a herd of Brahmin. Right. These are the exploding attack herd. Uh, real bad. That, and when they explode, they deal crap tons of damage to the, you. There's the giant stone head. Oh uh, yeah. That talks to you. And there's also the uh, there's also the portal. Um, that I, I yeah. that works you works you back to Fallout three to uh, to Vault thirteen. The where you portal. break the, yeah the Guardian portal. Where you break the water chip to start the game to start Fallout one. Right, that's funny. Um, I remember. Yeah, I, I win that one. Yeah, that's right. No, that was the one I would. Those next one I was gonna say. So. <laughs> in good shape. Yeah, the crashed shuttle. Yeah, we need the phaser. Yeah, yeah. And the, the first in, and the first introduction of Medex. Uh, okay. They called it hypo in the one, but it but medex is totally yeah, hypo. Um, Three hypos. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the cafe of broken dreams where you can get doggy. Right. Who's a total bo- boss in this game? Yeah. In no, Fallout Two, no. because he's this hidden character. Right. You get yes. Now, this is is in, it's not in this one that you can get the puppies perk. That's it? three. That's three. Because you can you can loot your companions and get killed at yeah. fucking three, <laughs> which was it, three's the and three was the last one where your companions could die. After after that, they all became essential, um, because yeah. people were mad about dog meat keeping keep dying. Yeah. So Fallout Two, um, I played Fallout Two for the entirety of my freshman my freshman year of college. And half of my sophomore year. Um, I got an install of it off of Good Old Games. I patched it. And I played it. And I played it. And I played it. I didn't get bored with it. Um, you almost can't. I mean, I there's a lot to do. I yeah, and, have a lot of options. And I've done nearly every playthrough you can think of. I've done the good play... I've done the saintly playthrough, I've done the evil playthrough. I've done the genocidal playthrough, where you literally kill... Where, where if there is something on the screen that is that is not you, that is alive, you kill it. Mm-hmm. Which, I'll tell you, gets really hard <laughs> on the oil tanker. <laughs> because yeah. everyone is in power armor and has energy weapons. Yeah, man. 
It's harder than Navarro by a long sight. Um, I call that the I call that one the bad Bob playthrough in in uh, reference back to uh, to the t- TV series reboot, right? Which I'm not sure if that counts as a di- digression or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason I got so into it to segue nicely in um, was Killapp's Fallout 2 Restoration Project, uh, which came live about halfway through my freshman year. Yeah. Uh, the Black Isle uh, Studios and Interplay um, had a lot of stuff that they intended to put in Fallout 2. There is uh, there are design documents out there called the Fallout Bible, which I had read, um, mm-hmm. that goes into rather good detail about all of the things that that they wanted to include. Right. And, and the Fallout too. I mean, in every town, in the first couple of towns you go through, there are like fifty, you know, fifty bajillion different things you can do. Oh yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, you get to Klamath and you know. There is a, there was um, and the funny thing is the funny thing is also like if you're playing in unpatched uh, in, uh, in say unpatched Fallout two yeah. go to the den and pl- and then uh, while it's tra- having you pick your zone press the number three. This was a completely dummied out additional portion of the map which is still in the code. Really? There's just no one there, huh. and you can't exit because the exit grid wasn't programmed in. Uh, it was the residential area. Huh. Um, there was planned um, in the uh, w- w- uh, when you get the job with the raider to go take um, the slave uh, Metzger's drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, half of the group is supposed to be at a party. You were supposed to finish. You were supposed to kill everyone at the warehouse and then go to the party and kill the rest. Yeah, they cut that out. out. They cut that out. Um, Kill app, the bear dude, almost single-handedly, um, read the Fallout Bible, and coded and implemented nearly all of the content that was dummied out of the game. Yeah, that's cool. Including an entire, including a couple entirely new areas of the game, like the EPA, hmm. um, and. Uh, so, what year did you actually start playing this? Year that come out? I can't remember when when it came out. I want to say it was my freshman year of college, which would have been what? Which year? would have been two thousand eight. Um, now, I could be Fallout wrong. Two came out. What actually came out? What year? All the two came out in the year of our Lord, uh, nineteen ninety eight. Over ten years later. <laughs> yeah. So none of this is available to me when I'm playing. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I, I honestly I recommend um, mm-hmm. getting an install from someone who has it on Good Old Games or buy it on Good Old Games because it's cheap mm-hmm. and playing through it again with the restoration pack. He fixed there were a lot of um, there were a lot of balance issues like armor piercing ammo didn't actually pierce ammo or <laughs> pierce armor. Right. Sorry, tip of the storm yeah. there. Um, and uh, well, and there were like FMJ and you know it, yeah. none of them really made a difference except for it. Um, what mattered more was the gun than anything else. Yeah. Um, and in in fact, um, in unpatched or even if you're running unofficial patch uh, one point zero nine b, 
you, you never want to use armor piercing ammo. You always want to use uh, you always want to use the hollow point because really? uh, the armor piercing ammo unilaterally deals less damage because instead of piercing am armor, it adds armor. Well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Right? No, right? It's like a bug. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never went. I just went to use you know the FMJ or the all the you know all the whatever. The yeah, the yeah. You, use the blue ammo. Um, yeah, interesting. But yeah, and you know, now in Fallout Two, ammo also had weight. Yes, it did. That's right. So you were limited uh, in how much you could just walk around with. Mm -hmm. It helped if you had uh, strong back or Suluk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Subic had two hundred pounds of carry weight. Yeah, so that's why that's why you always recruited Subic. Really <laughs> interesting. I, and yeah. Subic was Subic was a fun character. What Chevy needed. It's, yeah. it's, it's really interesting to me because, like, you know, when I play like tabletop role playing games, mm -hmm. generally speaking, historically, I almost never like use the encumbrance rules, right? right. <laughs> when I play D and D or Pathfinder, I just throw those away immediately. It's not fun and to only, have to. Only to ever use them like, I, like yeah. my only encumbrance rule is don't get stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but in Fallout, it works really well because it works with the theme of the game, which is about scarcity mm -hmm. and about your limitations. Until you the get the challenge. car and you can put anything in the infinitely large truck. Well, I'm just saying. It's not actually infinitely large. Well, it, it's practically infinitely well, that's, large. That's that's the thing, though. That's that's why it that's why it, it, it feels good to get that right because you've been <laughs> you've been dealing with the limitations of your personal carrying capacity mm -hmm. up until yeah. that point, and you're like, and oh, thank goodness, speed. I got a I got a stash, I got yeah. a fast thing. It's amazing. Yeah, and you're dealing with uh, with your personal speed. Plus, the music gets cooler. Oh, yeah. when you get the car, everything feels amazing when you get that car. It's Nothing stops a Chrysler Highwayman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's why. Except running out of gas. Push. Except running out of gas in a city square. Actually, you can run out of gas out there. Yeah, but here's the thing: if you um if you run out of gas. In a square that already has mm -hmm. um, a green circle in it, yeah, the car is gone forever. <laughs> when you run out of gas in the wilderness, the car is gone forever in the original game. Uh, no, when you run out of gas in the original game, um, in Fallout One, in Fallout Two, um, then in that square, there is now a tiny green circle that says "car out of gas." Hmm. You can go. You gas. can then you can fuel it up with microfusion cells. Mm -hmm. um, which took me forever to work out what to do because um, I didn't have the manual. Um, <coughs> but if you run out of gas and you're, say, in the square for Vault City, mm. instead of being parked outside Vault City like you know you would expect it to be, no, it is gone. It has apparently exploded forever, which really sucks. Um, yeah, you learn to save a lot. Oh, man, do you. Um, so... But yeah, the experience, you know, like I said the experience, I played it in 1998, mm -hmm. you know, before there were a lot of the consoles out there that could handle it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I enjoyed was, you know, I did enjoy the fact that it evolved. Mm -hmm. You know, in first game, you know, you had Los Angeles and you, and you had these, these touring cathedrals. Mm -hmm. But then in Fallout 2, we start seeing Vault City. Yep. You know, where somebody used a geck and there was, you know, you start, you see. You got the new California Republic. The NCR, the birth of the NCR, yeah. Led by President for Life Tandy. Mm -hmm. um, apparently. Her first game, right? Yeah, she was, yeah, she was the. 
She was the she was the, the, girl she was the ditzy bimbo you saved in Fallout One from yeah. the cons. Yeah, that's right. And she turned into a real hard lady. Mm-hmm. Um, like she straight up tells you to go murder murder some fools. Um, and when you say, "Well, couldn't I not kill them?" She kind of laughs at your at your naivete. Right. Um, yeah. Now there is an option to to straight up not murder those fools. It's way harder, though. Yeah, that's um, why she laughed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, in CR, you you know, you see like the uh, you see the people who have made it rich on in the in the CR. Mm-hmm. You can also join the Rangers there in yeah, uh, the Rangers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to go kill. You have to kill all all the slavers. Of course, right. If you're like me, you killed Metzger anyway because it's way more fun to free Vic. By killing Metzger, then paying him $2,000 for Vic. Also, $2,000 is hard to come by. Yeah, especially at that stage of the game. You know? You can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. it's more, Yeah, you've yeah. got more ammo than you have money. Or, you know, if you're female, you can just sleep with Metzger and get Vic for free. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but then you have to take out the one gang, I think, um, on, this, on the other side of town. There's the one with the ghost. Um, yeah, the Raiders. <coughs> ghost who walks. The, the, the girl, the ghost, you got... Oh, right, 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 yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I, honestly, the last few times the, I played through, I just kind of skipped both Klamath and the Den. Hmm. Um, in well, fact, the last couple times I played, I ran straight for San Francisco at the beginning of the game, which you could totally do. Right. It's just dangerous as hell. Huh. Well, and, you know, there's, well, there's the, the freak show, you know, you go in, and there's the one guy, you know, the living mummy... And it's a it's a ghoul that right, yeah. you know, that you wait you, you have to come back to that one from Vault City, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's just so many things you can do, and then of course you've got to get the car, mm-hmm. and which means you've got to get the part for the car, mm-hmm. which means you've got to get a super toolkit to trade for the part for the car, mm-hmm. and also you've got to get a wrench, mm-hmm. wrench. And then you got to, um, in the meantime, now there's there's one little one up in the uh, up in the where the, you get the lady to tell you about her cat, mm-hmm. and you know it's where you find out that at least in California cats are extinct. Really? Yeah, it, they they tell you about cats, you know, um, being used to being there. They're now, now they're there aren't any anymore, mm-hmm. which you know we see them in Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it's because they're everywhere in Fallout 4. That's um, cool. I can't remember if it's Fallout 2 or Fallout 1 that has the lady who has the the, the, the super chicken that lays the delicious eggs for the omelets, and it's a it's death a, claw. It's a fucking death claw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Rose's omelets. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. fucking death claw is hilarious. Yeah. It's like, because you can go and buy the omelet. Where'd you get this? This is like the best damn omelet I've ever had. Oh, we get the eggs from the chicken out back in the chicken coop. Want to be careful. Its claws are something fierce. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to look at the fucking death claw. I mean, uh, they, they, lay lay delicious they apparently lay delicious eggs. Right. Well, you know, death claw, it's become... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but then you, they, we also uh, we see the aliens in this one. Mm-hmm. They look like little half versions of xenomorphs. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, you're talking about the Wanamingos. 
They're not technically aliens. Wanamingos, huh? Now, yes. Do they explain this actually in Fallout 2? Yes. Interesting, because um, I don't think I got to that part. They uh, they actually all come pretty much from the Great Wanamingo Mine, which is in uh, Reading. And the reason they are there is they are... I want to say it's like cave frogs that were, that were exposed to FEV. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Which, to remind those of us like me who don't remember what FEV is... It's the first evolutionary virus. Right. It's, uh, it's what makes, made the super mutants. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I remember now. Um, and ghouls, evidently. Um, no, no. No, well, ghouls are just, radi- are just radi- radiation. Right. Right. Uh, but it also made the centaurs, the floaters, and the wanamingos. Right. Now, wanamingos are a bitch to fight because they have great, way high armor. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think you have to you have to hit them like and you have to aim for the uh, for the sensory nodes. The sensory nodes, yeah, like in the base of the eye. Yeah, aim for the eyes. And of course, you've got New Reno and my favorite my favorite little uh, sidetrack in New Re- in in probably all of Fallout Two, becoming a pro- a championship boxer. Yeah, <laughs> because I would always name myself. Dr. Fist. <laughs> Dr. Fist was pretty close to the bed. It, it was pretty hard to top that with any of the other options for boxing. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, I always played it stupid. Um, I always punched people in the eyes with weighted boxing gloves. Yeah, plated, yeah. plated, plated boxing gloves. Yeah. Apparently, the thing that causes um, that, that causes uh, unconsciousness way faster. Uh, punching someone in the eyes is more likely to kill them, but if you but since your main goal is just to knock people out, in uh, you're supposed to punch them in the groin. <laughs> ah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the old dick punch will apparently just lay boxers out flat. Now, what's funny, and I've only had this happen once, is I played it with the bloody mess perk. I critted and exploded. You know what's a lot of fun, actually? Um, take Bloody Mess and Jinxed. Because when you're dealing with Jinxed, yes, you get a lot of critical failures, so does everyone else around you. Right. And when everyone and, and when people are dealing with flamers or energy weapons mm-hmm. or grenades <laughs> or <laughs> Practically anything that goes boom, yeah, um, they have potential to instead just go boom, and then with bloody mess, they go boom spectacularly. Yes. <laughs> the trick is when you when you're playing uh, when you're playing a jinxed character, you go complete melee weapons. You you pretty much just keep the sharpened spear the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, may, I mean, eventually you upgrade to a super sledge. Yeah. Um, or so power fist. Right. Yeah. No, no, sorry. You don't use a power fist because that's that has a energy source and can explode. You have to be very careful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Now this one included. This one introduced new weapons. Uh, the the P ninety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the new combat shotgun, the Pancor jackhammer. Pancor jackhammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which gun does not, you know, barely exists as a as a prototype. Mm-hmm. Only like one or two were made, but yeah. you know they. It's, I love the concept myself. It's a great name for a gun, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's only got like 12 rounds you can fire on automatic. It's like, 
good God. Yeah. Shit would just You've go, you know, SGF, mm-hmm. uh, was it uh, uh, SGA this is, RFN? Uh, this is uh, decoration number four. No, this yeah. is, we're actually talking we're about on, the toads we're, on, we're, on, ta- on you No, know, it's it's what goes on. You know, it's relevant. This is the this is the combat shotgun that you know? Like I said SGARFN. Yeah, yeah, shit goes away right fucking now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I thought you were talking more about actual guns. Um, well, yeah, no, the, the they the fact that they used a gun that does not exist in Fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only only uh, only. A uh, only prototype exists. Right. Well, but then we we get the. We also got the Gauss rifle and pistol. Yes, the Gauss pistol, which I've never seen, which we never see again. It's a shame because it was the best gun in Fallout Two. Um, I thought the, I thought the Gauss rifle was the best gun in Fallout Two. I will counter your argument with one thing: hmm. Gauss pistol, two points of action, boy, and uh, and and uh, bonus rate of fire, three targeted shots. In a single turn, they okay. do still have the Red Rider LEBB gun, which is a high claim to fame of that yeah. too. Or, yeah, <laughs> because if you aim for the eyes, it will do. It will crit for massive damage, it, and it has non-variable damage, which is yeah. Kind of it deals twenty-three to twenty-three, right? Yeah, twenty-five, twenty-five. Twenty-five right? to twenty-five damage, right? Yeah. And then yeah. when you crit, yeah. When you aim for the eyes. Right. They always aim for the Well, you'll always shoot their yeah. eyes out. Right. Honestly, if you're going to sh- make targeted shots, if you can get a decent percentage on the eyes, you should shoot for the eyes because mm-hmm. blinded is a is uh, is, is just Maybe an I win so. button. It yeah. also just takes less um, AP than most other things do, mm-hmm. so it's... Red really Rider, really yeah. yeah. It's like one fewer action points, which is ridiculously That's nice. Really yeah. But um, Especially see... when everything is VATS. Yep. Yeah. And we see, oh God, what else do we see in there? Uh, you know, because we see we see some real world world real world guns in there. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, we um, see the. You got the F and foul. I got it. Like, yeah, the F and foul. You got the grease gun. Yeah, the F and foul is a great gun. The grease uh-huh. gun is like a bullet nose. HK G eleven. Oh, that's not a real weapon exactly. No, the G eleven is a real weapon. Is it real? Yeah. It's like uh, caseless ammo though, right? Yeah, it's the caseless caseless ammo, which which is what gives it the. Um, the um, gives it the high speed that it right. has yeah. because it doesn't have to eject around. Uh-huh. All, all it has to do is cycle the new round in. Right. Um, you got the uh, the nine millimeter Mauser, which I loved, which turns yeah. into the Chinese pistol uh-huh. later on. Mm-hmm. You got the Desert Eagle forty four. Right. Uh, you got the Magnum. Uh, you got the, uh, the, the you also got the three fifty seven Magnum. Yeah, but those are like I'm talking about like branded weapons, like like specific real world. Right. Um, uh, you got the uh, oh, you got the Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the M three A one grease gun. Mm-hmm. You got the I don't know some of these I'm not hundred percent sure whether they're real. You got the XL seven zero E three. Oh, okay. That's the that's the new model assault rifle. I think that. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's good. Uh, do 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 do. HKG eleven. Mm-hmm. You got the H and K cause shotgun. Right. And the Pancor jackhammer. And then you have the G eleven. Uh, that was what I always gave to Sulik in Endgame. Um, oh my goodness! He just ran the, up uh, and. Right. Uh, then you have the the. Um, Oh God! The Bozar? No, no, no! It's the shotgun. Oh. The other. Um, oh, it was all. It was all the rage in in movies in the eighties and nineties. Um, it was a combat shotgun. 
I don't know. It, uh, the only shotguns I have listed here: sawed-off shotgun, shotgun, combat shotgun, HK cause, and Pancor jackhammer. Okay, with the combat shotgun, does it show? Uh, I mean, it looks like uh, what do you call the one with the? Yeah, yeah. What well, you think of when you think of a movie with a combat shotgun in it? It's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a Benelli, I think. Mm, yeah, they use that model for the you know for the gun. Yeah. And then we have the nine millimeter submachine gun still, mm-hmm. which is always a, a great upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, have a, you have a lot more options for melee too. You've got, you yep. got you know the returning the the sharpened spear is actually really darn good for the first like half of the game. Yeah. Um, until you're up to like combat armor, just keep rocking that sharpened spear. Yeah. Uh huh. Because that'll unless you know that'll. Uh, yeah, the sharpened spear won't pry someone out of combat armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then you got you know you got the return of the sledgehammer and the super sledge. Yeah. Right. Power fist. Um, even and the armor. introduction of the mega power fist. Mega power fist. Mm-hmm. Your power fist was not cool enough for you. Good news. <laughs> <Yeah. use. laughs> Which I gotta say, I love the art on the mega power fist. Um, yeah, it's a. You can also get boxing gloves and plated boxing gloves, which <laughs> really don't work very well on armored opponents. No, they really don't work um, anything unless you're in the, in the boxing ring. Also, uh, this happened after the uh, after the Holyfield uh, Tyson fight. Yeah. So you fight the Masticator, and he can rip off your ear, really and you get to keep it in your inventory for the rest of the game. <laughs> Does it just decrease your charisma? Yes, it decreases your charisma by one. Uh, <laughs> well, and, then, and then, of course, along those lines, speaking of charisma, mm-hmm. um, you can that's a, uh, you can sleep with people. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of game of sex. Yes. And there's a lot of it in this game, actually. Um, it's and a, you can, yeah, because you can... Um, oh God! Who's you can sleep with? Oh, the porn, the porn studio. You can become a porn star. Yes, you can. Um, you I can sh- also get married and get divorced, right? Or get married and become a pimp. There's a lot of options. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's it's actually a, a significant part of the game. Like your options right. for what you do. And, and I will. And just a quick. Uh, you can become a made man with a criminal family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you are really. Sneaky and careful about it, a made man with all three of them yeah, at the yeah. same time, so that no matter where you walk into, people will say, "Hey, it's whatever your name is," and then immediately pull your pull their guns and shoot at you, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Right. Uh, um, yeah, um, and then of course you can you can sleep with the guy's wife and get the get the combination to mm-hmm. the one. Uh, the the yeah, uh, to the safe to safe. If you do that though, uh, there is a special ending where you where, where you um, where your child from that uh, from that night um, apparently becomes this high-ranking yeah. uber person in New Reno, but then is infected with wanderlust and has to go out and wander the waste. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, and then there's the daughter of the same which guy. also is actually technically canonical. Mm-hmm. Um, sleeping with the, with one of the bishop women, um, mm-hmm. or you probably both, both because yeah. let's be honest, no one who slept with the wife all, didn't also sleep with the daughter, right? That's how it goes at these rock and roll shows. <laughs> also, quick take that to Bioware. Um, everyone's like, oh man, uh, Mass Effect has this lesbian love scene. 
you can uh, you can be a full blown lesbian in yeah. nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Um, by yeah. making the right speech choices as a woman, speaking to the woman you can potentially marry. Because yeah. there's a guy and a gal. The guy will not marry another guy. Um, and if you make high enough speech checks, though, um, you can get shotgun married to, uh, to the to, daughter. To daughter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... <sighs> Which is funny and stupid. So, um, what are the other things that uh, Fallout Two kind of sets up that the later games? Because so, so this is this is a I power have, armor. I, well, yeah. there is power armor in Fallout. Power armor two. There's just one kind of power armor mm-hmm. that you get in that you can get in Fallout One. Right. Fallout Two has multiple different kinds. Yeah. Um, and starts getting uh, old fancy. It sets up the. Um, it actually reveals mm-hmm. um, the secret purpose of the vaults. The vaults. Does it actually? Where Where do you actually find that out? Because in the, Vault Thirteen, in a computer. Okay. It actually goes into the purpose of all of the vaults in the area, mm-hmm. except for Vault Thirteen. So you find that out from the President of the United States. Now it's interesting to me because I think I never actually discovered that in the game. Because I didn't know that about the vault things until I like heard about it years right. later after Fallout Three and New Vegas and stuff had come out. Today's the King's birthday. I assumed it came from one of those games, but right. I, I didn't realize they actually bought yeah, the lid on that all the way back in, in mm-hmm. Fallout Two. So yeah. that's really cool. Also, the President of the United States tells you when you get to the oil tanker, which I never did. Um, you find out that <laughs> Vault Thirteen. Uh, ending ending of game spoiler alert for a game that is now nearly twenty years old. Um, you find out that Vault Thirteen mm-hmm. was the control vault. Mm-hmm. Was vault, it control vault? Well, yeah, pro- might have been the control vault, um, where everything, where nothing was designed to break, uh-huh. and it was no, just supposed to stay sealed for a. It was just supposed to stay sealed for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you essentially could all, could see uh, theoretically, so they could test um, variations in genetic levels when people came, when 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 they finally when you finally came out of thirteen. Okay. Essentially, to um, get a ratio of how much pure human mm-hmm. are the going to the waste because the Enclave wants to kill. All the mutants, right? right. This and and setting up this sets up the enclave. Mm-hmm. We don't see it them. Does set up this. the enclave. Um, it also sets up the enclave's connection to Poseidon Oil. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, Voltex. It sets up Voltex's secret um, secret agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, it sets a up, lot of things actually. That yeah, it, it sets up over. the NCR, which we see in New Vegas. Yeah, uh-huh. New Vegas. Uh, we see in a big way in New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yes, sets up the media. Rangers. Uh, the desert uh, or the uh, yeah. NCR Rangers. NCR Rangers. Um, it sets up Enclave. Um, Terminator. Do they have like intelligent ghouls in the first game? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Harold's in Yeah, that's right. That's also in the first. In so the that's, first all, one. that's already a thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And then. Um, it. But it. Uh, I'll tell you what else it sets up, which hasn't been capitalized on again yet. Intelligent death claws. That's right. Yes. Because you can you can recruit 
really the second best companion in the entire game after dog meat, mm. Goris. Yes, Goris yes. the Death Claw. Goris the Death Claw. He was always my favorite. Who walks around in this big clunky cloak until combat starts when he throws it off and holy shit it's a death claw what is what is really funny about that uh-huh. is after that he puts the cloak back on and nobody mentions it. nobody knows right <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a very effective death, cloak yeah. it's like but mom he's a death <laughs> shut up shut up he has a better education than you <laughs> right yeah yes um Goris is um, my, I think my favorite playthrough mm-hmm. I ever did was a high strength, high charisma. Let's all beat. Let's all get right up close and personal and beat people to death. Uh-huh. Uh, team that was me, uh, Suluk, um, uh, Goris, Goris, dog meat, um, and both the robot dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. That's quite an entourage. Um, because you can get up to five companions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you had... You could get up to six, but you had to have five companions and then get married. Um, uh, and your yeah. spouse was completely worthless in a fight. Now, let's talk about... Um, let's talk about the companions now. This is yeah. probably a good thing. Um, they, uh, there is, according to the Fallout Wiki, um, 16 compen- potential companions. I'm curious whether you've, like, in the course of your, either you guys, especially in the course of your many playthroughs, have encountered all of them. Because there's a heck of a, there's way more okay. things than I realized. Let's see who I can mention, who I can think of. Uh, so, we'll start with the ones that you always, uh, that, that pretty much everyone always runs into. You got Cassidy, Vic, and, uh, and Suluk. Cassidy, Vic, and Suluk are kind of like your main line. Mm-hmm. The, the guys you find as you go through the cities. Yeah, like, you run into, into Suluk at the very beginning of the game, yeah, so and if you have $250, you hire his ass immediately. Yes. Yeah. Because he comes with a free leather jacket. Yeah. yeah. And you got Cassidy. And Grampy Bone. Mm-hmm. And Grampy Bone. Uh, who's an owner, he's a bar owner, right? He's always my favorite character. Yeah. And he's a shotgun specialist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You've got, I'm, tr- I'm not looking at your computer. Um, I know. And you've got the ghoul in Gecko, who is a medical ghoul. He will join your team. Yeah. I cannot the, remember his name. Is, uh, he's in here. Do, 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 do. Lenny. Lenny. Who apparently was at the uh, Los Angeles, um, not at Los Angeles Boneyards, but the Necropolis. Oh, yeah? Um, and saw the Vault Dweller. Um, when he was going and getting the water chip and destroying the necropolis forever. Okay, cool. Um, forcing the, the the ghouls out of the necropolis and to Gecko. Um, right. So, yeah, so there's Lenny, the ghoul. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You've got both the male and female spouse. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember their names. And, um... Uh, you got, I think it's Miria, the daughter of Grisham. Sure. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. And the other guy, mm-hmm. Dab and the son of Christian. Um, you may or they may or may not be counting Smoke the dog. Uh, there's the Smoke the dog. Let's see. There's some dogs on here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's Smoke is a temporary dog. I don't. I guess, I'm not sure whether they would count him or not. Uh, you to yeah. Back let's to see. There's yeah. there's Lat. No, Laddie is what he's called. Laddie, Johnny's dog. No, Laddie is Johnny's dog. Okay, Smoke okay. is the dog in Arroyo. Uh, which uh, they might not be counting, but you can get Laddie, but Laddie is no dog meat. 
Then, of course, you can get dog meat. Yeah, you can get dog meat. He's on here. Um, you no, they're not counting smoke as part of this list. Okay, you can get K9, uh, the robotic the robot dog, dog, dog yes. in Navarro. There's another robot dog you can get in NCR, and I can't remember his name. Uh, but you get that for testing the super mutant Robo dog. cure. Yeah. Robo dog. Robo dog. Yeah. Robo dog. Um, nice. You've got Goris. Goris, um, yes. Frigate Goris. Marcus. Yes, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus Superman. Um, the Herald doesn't go with you. Herald will not go with you, no. Um, is Myron? Oh, yeah, Myron. He is yeah, the, the creator of Jet. Jet. And Allegedly. He, he, well, probably. Mm -hmm. Well, because the thing is, you find, you find that Jet actually uh, has um, its origins in the pre war. Mm hmm. Myron, Myron may have re rediscovered it. Right. Those are the ones I can think of. Who am I, who are we missing? Okay, who are you missing? A uh, lot, I'm you sure. Are missing, you're not missing very many. That's a pretty good job. Uh, you are missing Skynet. I can't who, believe I can't think of Skynet. Who is He's such AI. a bitch to get, too. He's an AI. He's really, really hard to get. You have to have a science skill of, like, a hundred yeah, freaking fifty. He's to reward you for going really hard in science, which is not that helpful. No, no. The thing is, the, the, and here's the really stupid part. You know what skill he's good at? Science. <laughs> figure. <laughs> yeah, he could be put him in a brain bot in Sierra Army Depot. <laughs> Come on, seriously. Uh, the main reason you go to Sierra Army Depot is to get the Red Rider LE. There's Laddie, who I mentioned, who's kind of sure. He's kind of. Uh, uh, Temporary thing to well, that a pariah dog too. I was about to get to that pariah dog. Yes, you can get the pariah dog. Uh, Whether well, you want him or not, he lo he he joins you. <laughs> he lowers your luck and gives you drinks straight. It's 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 real bad. There it's, is in fact, in fact, if you really want to play the leader of an army, uh -huh. it's just the leader of an army that is doomed to fail. You can get five companions with ten charisma, uh -huh. then get then get forcibly married. Uh -huh. um, and then find the pariah dog. So you can have a total of seven companions. <laughs> you do not want. You you don't want yeah, you don't the want problem that. is you do not want the pariah dog or the spouse because they are both the load. They got that. They got that anchor dragging you down. And there is best the problem with the crippled leg. I, I don't no. think I've okay. ever seen See, this. Is, this is what caused me to say it's top of the list here, and I'm pretty sure I've never encountered this character. It's a problem with a crippled leg found in Modoc. Huh. Apparently she can be a companion. In Modoc. You can, oh, you can cure her. You can cure her. Okay, so it's the way it works. Yeah, she's got a broken leg with a doctor's skill, but it's 25%. You can fix it. After this, she'll follow them around Modoc. That's, so she's not really a companion since she goes to right. the game. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can also sell, sell her to Grisham for... Uh, for uh, yeah. And then he'll eventually give you 100 meat jerky. <laughs> you lose karma, though. Yeah. Yeah, this one this one starts with the whole karma and reputation. Mm -hmm. Well, you still had, you had rep in in Fallout One, but it was a hidden stat. Yeah, yeah. This really makes it more of a big part of the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If your karma lives. if your karma gets low enough, you get you get hunted by bounty hunters, mm -hmm. and you know what the bounty hunters. Um, they're wearing power armor and they're carrying plasma rifles. You do not want to get hunted by friggin' pl bounty yeah, you hunters. Don't want, you don't want a bunch of plasma plasma balls coming your way. Especially since if you're if you really play evil, you can get mm -hmm. low enough in your charisma to have bounty hunters after your ass, and they will make me find you anywhere on the map. Mm -hmm. um, you you can get evil enough that you have bounty hunters coming after you as early as the den. 
Apparently, there is a way to um, <laughs> there. There is a little bit of a slight exploit way to get Bess as a permanent companion. <laughs> Basically, you, you you go back to where you start with her. Uh, you gotta you gotta uh, temporarily remove the the file modoc main dot save and replace it with one that you did before you healed her. And then uh, basically, basically you gotta gotta go kind of go back in time, and you gotta uh, go back in time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta really work at it. <laughs> yeah, so, and, um, and, totally, and it's totally so, worth it. Yeah, Vess, yeah. so, you know, she has a lot of hit points. Right. And she uh, fought too. Um, I mean, because we kind of we're kind of hitting all the all the get into a fight in Modoc. She will bite people. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Fallout 2, I think, really started setting this stage on the larger world. Uh-huh. It, um, it showed us a little bit more of the history, uh-huh. you know, of, of the world. Um, Sudak know many things. Come from the great salt water and home of biting lizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the entire, you have, uh, it, it's, it is rumored that Sudak came from, actually, like, the freaking East Coast at one point. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking he came more from the Gulf, probably. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But you know, it's because you because know, the geckos were more of a dry desert, and you get that along Texas. Mm-hmm. But um, it sets the stage for so much. Uh, it sets the stage for you know for things that go on in New Vegas, and things that go on in three because uh-huh. we get the geck. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Radiated geck in, in three. Yeah. Um, Fallout 2 set the stage a lot for, uh, specifically, it set a lot of the stage for Fallout Van Buren, mm-hmm. which never came, never came out, yeah. but uh, the people that were, uh, because Black Isle Studios went under, right. uh, however, a lot of the people that were working for Black Isle, working for the, name of the, for the company, whose name I can't remember, that uh, was in charge of development for New Vegas. Right. So, like... Uh, Kaisar was supposed to be the main villain in Van Buren. So they right. used a whole bunch. So of they ideas. used. So which which is why at this point Van Buren is a semi canonical game, right? Huh. Um, because the, New Vegas takes place after the end of when Van Buren was supposed oh, to end. So what right. would have happened is like the backstory of uh, of, that's right. of New Vegas. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of really interesting backstory. And New Vegas, you know, takes a cue from from Fallout 2 mm-hmm. in that you don't start from a vault, you're a, you're a courier. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually have problems with the opening of New Vegas, but we'll get to that in two episodes. In a couple uh, of wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. yeah. On the counter jump. <laughs> but uh, Legend, wait for it. Um, see what else. Um, it also starts to set, because couldn't you make minor modifications to the guns? No. Um, well, yes and no. There were two guns you could get minor modifications to. Um, if you brought... Oh, no. That's what you needed the Super Toolkit for. Sorry. Um, you take the Snap-Off Super Toolkit to the guy... To the to the junkyard dealer, dealer in Gecko. He will mod one of your guns for you for free. Right. There are two guns he can modify. The Desert Eagle and the three fifty seven. Right. Yeah, you can get an extended he will mag. Put, yeah, he'll put either an extended mag on a Desert Eagle... Or, um, and this is the way better option, speed loader on the 357. Mm-hmm. Speed loader makes it t- takes it down to, I want to say, like, 2 AP to reload. Yeah, yeah. pretty nice. Uh, 
so yeah, yeah. So it sort of introduces that idea. It did. Yeah. It did introduce yeah. the very concept. Yeah, way, yeah, just not very much. Yeah, yeah. introduce you know part of the concept of that because mm-hmm. you know you start off, mm-hmm. you know, making a sharpened. Yeah, spear. yeah. And I guess yeah, you had the sharpened spear too. Yeah, hadn't um, thought of that. But it's um, you know. So but you have to steal was, flint from your aunt, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so she won't give it to you. You have to steal it. Bitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it introduces us to um, to the da, 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 da. NCR Poseidon. Oh, Poseidon. The Enclave. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've said that already once. Well, we, we talked about the president of the United States, but not so much the enclave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, in its in its identity. Yeah. Um, As the last holdouts of the um, Army of the United States, yeah. which is funny because that was presented as one of the th- as as one of the uh, theoretical create reasons that uh, the, Brotherhood, the Brotherhood of Steel came into existence too, yeah. which is why uh, afterward, which is actually why afterwards uh, in in future games, Enclave versus Brotherhood of Steel has always been kind of a thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because they actually are probably, uh, probably actually are, are two sides of the same coin. Right. Yeah, well, they're really competing for the same, like, Simply stuff, the world. too. Like, they're yeah. the, the high-tech people with, like, all, like, massive amounts of resources. Until so. they became dicks in Fallout 4. Right. Of course, they were always kind of dicks anyway. Well, like, so that's, the, that's the thing about the Brotherhood of Steel. Like, it's <clears> always <throat> been... In the first two games, they're more sort of unambiguously like positive, but it's still it's not completely unambiguous. There's yeah. still this sort of sense like, man, you guys, you tribals. It, it sure would be nice if like you guys took your you know your power armor and your ridiculous high technology and like actually helped us out here. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to just ho- make holding on to it in case there was another apocalypse. Yeah, you do realize that you know you could have like. Probably killed the master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they totally could have. Like they could have just been like they could have just they, they could have just cowboyed up and gone and, because they had a big fuck off base. Like yeah. A huge army. Yeah. Yeah. The giant army. All of them are wearing power armor. All of yeah. them have energy weapons. Uh-huh. And yes, yeah, some of the uh, some of the super mutants had energy weapons. And the master had the t- had the overseer twin machine guns. And yeah. man, we're getting off topic. But right. still. Mm-hmm. In, in Fallout 2, they were much more unambiguously forces of good, actually. Uh-huh. But they still looked down on anyone that was not them. Yeah. Right, exactly. Until you managed to draw their attention by getting to San Francisco, um, mm-hmm. which is another very fun thing about um, making the run straight from Arroyo to San Francisco mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. You, go, you can go and talk to the Brotherhood of Steel yeah. uh, rep. Yeah. Um, and he says, "We've been watching you, watching your progress with with uh, with, with a lot of <laughs> yeah <laughs> with with and, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, my progress of walking through the desert. Right. Well, um, in the, the, I guess uh, it was really impressive how I dodged all those random encounters. <laughs> also in uh, in um, oh god, in San Francisco." Mm-hmm. You can become the champ. You know, you can. Yeah, you can become the kung fu master of the of the, the Chi. master. Yeah. Um, you can also, you know, and deal uh, with the hubologists. The hubologists. It, it introduces the hubologists. That's the one I was trying to come. It introduces us to the hubologists because uh-huh. they show back up in four. I'm sure. Uh, I remember. Oh yeah, I don't remember them in fall in four, but 
I haven't played nearly as much of that game as you have. Actually, they they don't show up until uh, the Nuka Cola. Uh, oh, I haven't even Nuka played World. Nuka World yet. I really need mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Oh god, they've some great guns, new armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nuka, yeah, the Nuka Quartz six? armor. Six. <laughs> um, Mark six, yeah. Uh, no, 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 not uh, Fallout six. No, this is like I think our sixth digression, right? Um, which is not but, bad for us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it introduces us to you know, um, again, it goes into new money, which we see re re reemerge in Fallout New Vegas because mm-hmm. you have the. Um, NCR money. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got and you got. Um, you got the the, the, the guy the, the Kaiser's the Legion, Legion. Yeah, the Denarius. The Denarius. And then, yeah. So there, I mean, there's a lot going Just on. Became there. a pain in the ass of inventory management. Right. Well, that's kind of like the point, though. Like, yeah. And, then, and didn't wasn't there a flask that you had? Yeah. In Fallout. In Fallout Two, the only thing. You, the only lead you have for finding the Gek, which is supposed to be housed in the Holy Vault 13, right, is, um, the, is the was a uh, a which was a uh, Vault 13 flask fast. that Vic sold um, on one of his trading runs. He happens to be based out of Klamath. Go see him. Right. right. He's not in Klamath. He's in the den because he pissed off Metzger. There's a yeah. That's, <laughs> and the beginning of the and there's the beginning of the game. Right. So, yeah, I mean, trying to think of all the things that we that we run into there. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved my girl fruit. <laughs> fruit. Yeah. I swear, is mute fruit. Right. Uh, should we pause this? Yes. Okay. Pausing. All right, we're back um, from that awkward pause. Not 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 that we blame anyone, except Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't really blame me that hard. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Um, and we kind of lost our train of thought a little bit. Um, so, so what we're going to talk about now is the Restoration Pack. Fallout right? 2 Restoration Pack, uh, made by one dude. So one is, bear dude. This is essentially Chilla. like free DLC created by somebody just for the good of humanity. Yeah, he, he liked Fallout 2 as much as I did, apparently, and wanted it and noticed you know that the horrible bugs uh, a lot of which <laughs> which there are many yeah well okay the most notorious bug just to quickly uh, mention it is that your travel speed in the overworld is based off of your processor's clock speed yeah. This means they had a really, really, really quick and dirty solution for how to do timing over the course of the game. <laughs> that meant that in unpatched Fallout 2, you could make uh, the run from Arroyo, where, where you start, to Vault 15, which is the farthest away settlement, which in game time takes about three weeks of travel. You can make that run in an unpatched game if you're running on a kind of like, if I were running on like my hardware today, mm. instead of making that that walk in three weeks, you make it in twelve minutes, in game time. <laughs> you are the flag. <laughs> <laughs> time and space have no meaning. Yeah. <laughs> 
like <laughs> that that actually got patched out in a hurry by the by the modding community way before Kill App did anything. Yeah, they fixed that. Uh, <laughs> and, well, that's why was, if you ever play Fallout 2, you need to play with unofficial patch 1.0.1.09. Wasn't there an opposite problem too, where like you like immediately run out of time to get the water chip or whatever, or get the geck? Uh, you cannot actually run out of the uh, time if it, for the gag. In Fallout One, you could immediately. That's run out a, of time. that's what I'm thinking. In Fallout, yeah, Fallout One, they had one. an opposite timing problem. In Fallout, like, yeah, in Fallout Two, you could not. Um, interestingly enough, in Fallout Two, um, the the village elder can will psychically visit you. Uh, will co- psychically contact you, saying, "Please hurry, we're all dying," um, over and over and over again. But you have all the time you want. Right. Just you have to you have to get used to him being like, um, what what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. Uh, the only hard time limit, um, uh, which was uh, also in Fallout One, is that the game ends after thirteen years have passed in game time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something about the way the game was coded. I'm th- I'm pretty sure you had like a. Of like a waterfalling decimal error and just it. more days. But yeah, uh, kill app the bear, dude. Uh, props to you, sir. So what? Get run us down some highlights of stuff that Ben and I would not and have any knowledge of. Because okay, um, let's start in the den. You can save the children of the den. Hmm. You can redeem them. You can set up mom's orphanage um, so that they're not all standing at all of the entrances to all of the buildings except for mom's diner to pick your freaking pocket. Yeah. Um, Now, the guy who was getting all the stuff from the children pickpockets hates you and wants to kill you on sight the next time he sees you when you do that. But, but that's why you have a two-meter pistol and a sharpened spear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a more elegant solution than just killing them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do that too, but you get the child killer perk. Um, yeah, that's just a bad day. There's well, I'm sorry, that's not a perk; it's trait. Um, yeah, it's a suboptimal solution. Yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and, and the worst part of it is when they catch you trying to steal your your shit back from them. Mm-hmm. They get mad at you, and everyone in the town hates you from for robbing children. Uh, yeah. I'm like, but he stole my plasma rifle. <laughs> you really a think plasma that? rifle? Do you think he needs that? Do you think that's, he'll shoot his he'll shoot his eye out? Do you believe that he bought that plasma rifle like fair and square using money he earned in like a job? Is that what you think? Is that how you think he got that? Did you plasma? find it somewhere on the street? You know? But yeah, you having it's that? Like, let's take a quick poll of merchants down yeah. and find out if any of them sold him a plasma rifle yeah. <laughs> for a fair price. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so you can save the kids. Um, also, uh, this is actually really big. Also, in Klamath, you um, you remember the cattle rustling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this there's these items you can get. Yeah, there's two brothers, and you can get these rad scorpion parts. Okay. Yeah. Um, that quest line was never finished. Okay. In the original game. So there's nothing for you to do with them. So you can do nothing with them. They weighed ten pounds and were worthless. Yeah, I vaguely remember them. However, in the restoration pack, mm-hmm. he finished writing the rest of the quest line. Mm-hmm. You can then take those rad scorpion parts 
um, plus a little bit of more stuff you can find, mm-hmm. uh, evidence that you can find in, uh, in a couple other places, um, and actually finger the Denton brothers for cattle rustling, mm. which gets you a really nice amount of money, mm-hmm. um, plus karma, and everybody likes you. You also get a, end up getting a discount at, uh, at uh, the bar. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which is better than a poke in the eye of the sharp stick. Um, I've said that for a long time. Um, let's see. Um, Vault City. Mm-hmm. They He finished the implementation of the quest line that gets you the actual good ending for Vault City and, Ge- and, and Gecko. I was going to say, I was thinking in the original game there's no way to actually resolve that No, there is not. Um... Because you're instead of taking uh, the so you have to get an optimization disc mm. for the gecko power plant. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to repair the gecko power. Plant. Yeah, you have to repair the gecko power plant. What you have to do is you have to go to Gordon of Gecko. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. Um, get. Info, but don't go talk to First Citizen Lynette. She is a bigot. You talk to to uh, Councilor McClure. Yeah, and he was like, and and he's like, I don't really care how the hell you fix the problem. I just don't want. I just don't want their their nuclear reactor leaking rads anymore. Right. And and you like well, and with a high enough speech and a high enough science, you're like, well, we could fix it. Mm-hmm. Is like, you gonna do it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll get you. I'll get you the tech specs you need. Mm-hmm. Then you go. You go take the tech specs, and you don't tell council, council uh, first council, uh, first citizen Lynette mm-hmm. that you fixed the Gordon the, the gecko power plant. Yes, she wanted you to make it stop leaking, but she really just wanted you to blow it up. Right. Yeah. She wanted you to get rid of the ghouls. Right. Um, instead, you go to Council Leclerc and say, "Hey, I fixed the Gord- the gecko power plant." And he's like, "Sweet, now I can now now I can uh, convince, especially with this economic data you got from Gordon of Gecko, I can convince the council mm-hmm. that we should maybe trade with the ghouls." Nice, yeah. Um, which gets you the good ending that Ron Perlman recorded. Yeah, cool. and is actually in the freaking game well, files. Actual, real, yeah, ending that was <laughs> yeah, that you could and... not reach at all. That's interesting. Um. Let's see. Um, he implemented a character who was supposed to be a reoccurring boss that I've never had to deal with properly. Um, you get to deal with Kaga, hmm. who was supposed to be a reoccurring boss villain, hmm. um, who was the chosen one before you were the chosen one. Oh, okay. Um, the reason I've never had to deal with him was because even in the very beginning, if you had a not even very high speech and intelligence, which every one of my characters almost always has, uh-huh. um, you can tell him a ri- you can ask him ask him a riddle at the beginning of, at the first encounter with him, uh-huh. and he can't comprehend the riddle and his head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and here is the riddle: A rooster is sitting on the very top. Of an evenly balanced, uh, of an of an evenly balanced barn. Uh-huh. If it lays an egg, which direction does the egg roll? 
See, <laughs> and the answer is of course roosters. Don't. Neither way, roosters don't lay eggs. <laughs> <You're idiots. laughs> After he says left, no, right, no, I don't know, and you say, and you say neither way, roosters don't lay eggs, and he goes ah, and it explodes. It's hilarious. The problem is I've never actually fought him. He's supposed to become a. He's supposed to run away every time you fight him. Oh, okay. Um. You never actually quite get to kill him because mm-hmm. he gets to run away in a cutscene, right? And then he comes back later with more dudes and bigger guns. Uh, um, and this is where? This is at the, the very beginning of the game. Yeah, that's that's okay. yeah. Right after you leave Arroyo, he's like, "Stop, chosen one," and he tells you, "I was the chosen one before you were the chosen one." And yeah, um, there's a big yeah. thing. Yeah, and there's a big thing. Neil's I character build defeats it. My character then. build literally <laughs> always defeats it. I and I and even after yeah, I know I've said I've played the game to death, but my my problem is I can't not tag speech, except in Bad Bob uh, mode where um, there is a way to kill him at the beginning of the game if you are careful. He you can you can essentially chase him. Mm-hmm. Because he's supposed to get off screen and then give 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 him a little bit of time to despawn, but you're bad, Bob. You are going to kill anyone that is alive that is not you. You chase. So what about end game? Uh, um, at the end of the game. Uh, well, end game did not actually change very much. I was going to say probably that they kind of like it. it the the plot kind of narrows in toward mm-hmm. the end game, so there's yeah. not as many side yeah. quests. Other, that uh, other side quests that, that got uh, finished, though. Mm-hmm. Finding Suluk's sister. Hmm. Um, yeah. I was so that, that, yeah. But it was supposed to be this thing where uh-huh. there's a, another group of slavers, and you right. can go kill them. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun if you join the NCR Rangers first, uh-huh. because you can convince the Rangers to come back you up on this, on this uh, mission to kill all the slavers. Cool. Um... Oh, you said there's um, a whole other part of a town. You can get yeah, to? the Den Three. Hmm. Um, in the Den, you can actually hit three, and it will take you to the resident. Um, when, when when you uh, are at the so you're talking, selector, you're talking about in the unpatched game, right? In the unpatched game, uh, when, anytime you enter a city, uh-huh. you can actually press the number for the district you want to visit. Okay. Um, which actually allows for some really ridiculous sequence breaks if you know what you're doing, because you can go to any. District, even if you haven't actually visited it yet. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, it, it's it's an exploit. Uh, in yeah. the den, you can visit area three, which was the residential area, which is where the orphanage actually is supposed to end. Oh, okay, up. so that's part of that orphanage mm-hmm. thing. So there's a whole area you, of the game that you can get to. The map is there. It's there's mapped. Maps there. There's just nothing there. It's mapped. There are no. It's mapped. There are buildings. Right. I'm saying there's no people. There there's are, nothing for you. There, to are, do. there are no people, and there are no ways out of the out of the area. You cannot. You cannot continue. Because there's no ways into the area. Yeah. Right. There is no exit grid. There's no exit grid for it. Yeah. Um. Because if there was an exit grid, there's also an entrance grid. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that it, that area got dummied out, which were is there, kind of. Were there any additional like special encounters or? Uh, um, like there that? was the EPA, yeah. which is a lot of fun. Um, what is that? It, well, it's the Environmental Protection Agency. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, and what are they? Um, it is a it, it is like an old uh, office of the Environmental Protection Agency. Mm-hmm. Um, it is where the Solar Scorcher got moved to. Oh, okay. 
um, which is, you know, it's a, it's a gun that runs on solar power, so that's nice. Yes. Um, and it's actually, the the whole area is just a lot of fun because um, you... It, it's an, it, it's it is a, it was an area that was originally going to be built for the science the science repair talk characters right the high mental stat characters because mm-hmm. um, there isn't really much love for them other than uh, getting yeah, Skynet a brain in Sierra Mo- yeah in the Sierra the Army Depot mm-hmm. um, and getting the robot dogs a bit too yeah but. Um, no, but EPA was a place where you got to, where it was Candyland for that kind of character, because uh-huh. uh, you had to convince an AI that had developed multiple multiple personalities um, mm-hmm. that it was not three different actual people that it was projecting as holograms. Ah, cool. Um, if I'm recalling right, it's been a while since I played Fallout Two. Mm-hmm. That is how I remember it. Cool. Um, but here is the most important thing. The most important thing, because we're running out of time. Um, the most important thing about the Fallout 2 Restoration Pack is that you could go to the uh, to the house of the followers of the apocalypse and get canine armor for dog meat. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> canine armor. Dog armor. Yes. Because... Um, which made dog meat even more of a holy terror, right? Because uh, dog meat already was a holy terror because he was a hidden, uh, he was a hidden companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to get lucky to get him. Yeah. Um, as a result, they made him super badass at the very beginning, from the outset, like two hundred yeah. hit points, lots of armor, lots of uh, action points, uh-huh. bonus move. Um, just crazy. Yeah, you can just go across the map and bite people. Like, yeah. That's just what he does. Um, <laughs> he time. goes across the map and bites people two or three times. Our reversing uh, bites. Yeah. Um, his bites can he his bites could damage people in advanced power armor. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and here's the thing. The what? canine armor, the way it was the way uh, I don't know whether this is how it was intended or the way Killab implemented it, essentially just rewrites his code and gives him like another four AP. And, and and more armor and right. essentially now he really can get to pretty much anyone on the map anywhere and bite them at least two or three times right on each turn yeah. if someone is still alive when he gets to them he gets to bite them like seven times yeah after and then they're dead yeah and then they're dead mm-hmm. um, the only problem is he crits so often and when he crits people go flying, and then he has to walk up to them, and he loses, like, 2 AP. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, overall, um, in... Easily my favorite game. Um, Sorry, at least my favorite Fallout game. So overall, what do you think Fallout 2 did improve? What did they do better? Um, Yeah. Honestly, I feel like Fallout 2, um, from Fallout 1, did everything better. Yeah. A little bit better. Yeah, I would. The one, the one thing I would say is, um, I mean, this is sort of a personal judgment. Um, in, in some, in some, in a sense, I kind of prefer. In, in, I might prefer the scope of Fallout One a little bit better. 
Hmm. Uh, it's a shorter game. Uh, there's not as many side quests. See, and I like that about Fallout 2. Uh-huh. It expanded. You could yeah, take on, you know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, it, it, it depends on what you want out of the game. I like, think Fallout 4 took it a little bit too far. Fallout, Fallout, Fallout 2 oh, was a little... Like I mean, there's... That's why I've never finished Fallout 2. Is so there's so much in it that at some point I get I I I get tired of playing the game before I get done yeah. with the content. Whereas Fallout 1, I've gotten all the way. I've been able to play all the way through it. Right. Um, so that's I mean that's the only thing. But you're right. Like I think in every every respect, everything Fallout 1 did. Yeah. Even yeah, sure to the extent that. It, Great. All the place where they fell down was like you, like you're talking about the AP ammunition. Um, yeah, I which mean, there, got patched out super fast. That was, I mean, there's there's. It got patched out by unofficial patches way before Kill App uh, aggregated everything into the patch to end all patches. Yeah, right. There is no reason to run any other patch or mod uh, unless you are wanting to actually actively mod the game mm. um, than to run yeah. uh, restoration package. Yeah, and so like. The, so, there is like some issue. Maybe this should be like the last thing we talk about or something. But like, Fallout Two did have a lot of bug issues um, yeah. because of its production. Um, it was rushed. It um, was rushed. Black yeah. Isle was running out of money. Yeah, yeah, and they knew they needed it to be a big money maker, and they knew it yeah. would be because of Fallout, Fallout. was so yeah. popular. And yeah, and. That they well they they weren't running out of money initially was the mm. thing that was why the Fallout Bible and all of the cut content yeah, was, really, was originally planned. It was a really ambitious project. Like it yeah. was it was a gigantic RPG yeah. for the time. For sure, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big thing. yeah. And they wanted to be about fifty percent bigger. Yeah, uh, because I mean, you can you can easily go down the squirrel hole. On, I mean, I I mentioned EPA. There's another there there. Are, I want to say two other completely. Unused maps, yeah, uh, and areas that so, restoration pack ran, yeah. Um, so speaking of endings, I mean, Fallout mm-hmm. Fallout Two ends kind of happily ever after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, unless you don't find the Gek, right. it's actually really interesting. You can beat the game without ever finding the Gek. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do that, then you get the ending where, well, you defeated the Enclave, mm-hmm. your village dies. Right, your village dies. Their bones <laughs> scattered to the desert. Yes, all read by that uh, sexy Ron Perlman voice. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, it ends with a kind of like everything's like mm-hmm. you. It's possible, I think, that Wayne. At least once once you get the restoration pack, it's possible to get positive endings for all of the. Yes, but it takes some parts. damn work because oh, yeah, for sure. here's the thing: to get the positive ending for Vault Thirteen. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to end the, you have to destroy the, uh, the, uh, you have to destroy the Enclave mm-hmm. within 12 days of visiting Vault 13 the first time. Wow. Yeah. Which means even if you have the car, once you get the Gek from them, you can not go back to Arroyo and actually be told that your village has been kidnapped. Right. You have because to if know that. You, yes, you have to know that that is going to happen and have already prepped the tanker to take you to, to, huh. uh, to the... Because um, the, the positive outcome for Vault 13 is that the Intelligent Death Clause that live there survive. Oh, okay. 
And they die in they die 13 days after you discover Vault 13. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, with with the sole exception of Goris, if mm-hmm. he was traveling with you at the time. Right. Um, otherwise he dies. Because yeah, otherwise he dies too. Because he because after 13 days he says, "I sense the strange disturbance of the Force," and goes back to Vault 13. And does. And no, and doesn't. No, he doesn't die. You get there, and he's like, "They're all dead." What happened? And then you go and you ask the supercomputer that became the overseer, and the supercomputer says, So, uh, this big bad motherfucker called Frank Horrigan, the main boss of the game, uh, he came in and he killed everybody. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's standardly a plot point that, like, makes you really hate the bad guy and want to go and... Yes, because, because, because the intelligent... The intelligent death claws are fun and cool. Yeah. The, the real problem is there's only two endings for Vault 13. Mm-hmm. The one where you are blamed for their death. Uh-huh. Or the one where they don't die. Right. Um, so, yeah, I have gotten the pure good ending. Cool. Um, so much work. Because you have to set everything up beforehand. Yeah, you have to yeah. set everything up. You have to have discovered the location of Vault 13... Then set everything up. Mm-hmm. Then actually go to Vault Thirteen. Have what? Have the necessary parts for fixing their computer from the get-go, mm-hmm. or have like two hundred percent in science, yeah. um, and just be able to jerk it. Um, but um, and then you have to go immediately to Poseidon Oil. Mm-hmm. Then you have to kill Frank Horrigan. That is the one thing I do not like about, about Fallout 2. Oh, yeah. You can't do a pacifist run. You can... Not a pure one. You, well, you can... You can... You, you can, can talk Horrigan into killing himself. No, you cannot. I thought there was a way to do that. No. You can talk the master into killing himself. In, you cannot talk... Or you can talk the... You can talk the there is, service into killing you can, Yes. There, you can talk the secret service members... Who are who are everyone is abandoning the oil tanker because yeah. you have because it is set to explode because the nuclear reactor is going to explode because that is a trope that will that has never gotten tired in Fallout Three right. in Fallout uh, ever, um, so everyone's abandoning ship. Uh-huh. The Secret Service, uh-huh. which is a group of very badass uh, uh, enclave soldiers. Uh-huh. Are there and Frank Horgan is saying nobody gets to leave, so you can with a very easy speech check convince them to um, just go fight him. I'll help. Now, um, do you have to help them in the fight? Like, can they kill them? Kill him without your help? He will aggro on you before he aggros on them. Yeah. Okay, so there's not like an option to just like stand back and let him. There let is him actually an option to stand back and let them. I only just found out about this by watching a really fun little. Uh, uh, I watched a speed run of Fallout of Fallout One and Fallout Two. It was a one-handed speed play, a speed run that was done in uh, Awesome Games Done Quick 2013. Um, yeah, a guy beat the game using only his right hand. Uh, he had a sprite bottle duct taped to his left hand <laughs> so that he could not pull use you right. <laughs> uh, there were a couple times where you saw him reach and be like oh right um, <laughs> uh, so if you have high enough speech and high enough science you can sit you can also hack the auto turrets that are in the room to shoot at Frank okay and that'll kill him before he and um, uh, then and then you. then your job is to sit there and press the space bar anytime it's your turn mm-hmm. 
to skip your turn <laughs> while the auto turrets and the secret service agents kill Frank Horrigan. Nice. Right. And then you leave. Um, you just can't ever actually get his really fun uh, and, and well, you can't get his well. They actually they dumb they dummied out the way to, the the glitch to get his gun. The end boss gun is a fun gun. Yeah, you talked about that last episode extensively because I didn't know about it before. Um, (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) but yeah, the end boss gun is fun. uh, But they they actually fixed that. It was a glitch. Um, Yeah, but what did you say? You can't get what is ending. You can't get his uh his his, he because he's a talking head. Um, when you when when you don't get to talk, you don't get the. Uh, I, I now I am become death. You will lose speech from the beginning. You only get his his death gasp, which is a shame because he is really a cool badass character who has this really cool deep robotic voice because mm-hmm. he's a super mutant um, mm-hmm. secret service agent. Yeah, in, in all that armor. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's. Then you leave and and you can go visit Father Tully back in uh, New Reno. And he will give you the Fallout 2 uh, strategy guide, the Prima Fallout 2 strategy guide. And if you read it, you gain all the experience, and all of your stats go up to two, to two hundred percent. All of your and all of your special goes up to ten. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. if you look at it in your inventory, it says, "Why couldn't you have gotten this at the beginning of the game?" <laughs> um. But yeah, the ending you can get full um, full, full positive endings. You can even have uh, you can even have peace come to New Reno, mm-hmm. which is hard because it involves <laughs> killing m- almost everyone there. <laughs> it, it, oh, well, it involves killing everyone in power mm-hmm. and crippling the last one in power. Yeah. So that he's in power for a little bit longer, and then he like dies, and there's nothing to fill the power vacuum. Yeah. So uh, the people of New Reno decide to rule themselves and become nice and happy, and then eventually join the New California Republic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have to kill the bishops, which is a pain. Yeah. Right. You have to kill uh, the Salvators, mm-hmm. which is even more pain. No. Although you can steal uh, Boss Salvators. Oxygen tank and he just dies. It's mm. kind of funny, right? You can also, um, I think it's the Salvatores are the ones up up in the north. Yeah, that, run, that run the bar. Okay, with no, the I'm energy think, weapons. Yeah, I'm thinking the one up the north. Um, That's bishops. The bishops. Mm-hmm. You can kill bishop without killing bishop. Really. Yeah, the kids that are playing outside give one of them a loaded gun. Now that's the right family. That's actually right. the one you need to live. Right. But yeah, oh, you yeah. can give you can give one of them a gun. And then get a speech thing and said, "You should go show this to your dad by waving it in his face." <laughs> and he does. Right. And it's a crit kill. Accidentally <laughs> Yeah. Horrible. Uh, we have gone over time. Yeah. Um, well, that's a shame. It's not, been, not that not that an hour thirty is a, official. It's, it's been a fun episode, and it's been a lot of fun here at VisionCon. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will be at we will be at con the rest of the weekend. I don't know. Uh, Ethan, I think is heading home tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'm actually recording an episode tomorrow morning of Technical Difficulties Podcast. TechnicalDifficultiesPod.com. All right. Well, this has been Neil, the one true Ben, and Ethan Cordray, and we 
well, most of us will uh, see you next time on the next episode of Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter G and the number 6. Ending theme is March of the Mind by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. The podcast was over, but war never changes.